Did I get enough you music? Did you? Music? Did you? I th- hope so. Welcome back to the Key and Late Podcast, the premier whiskey podcast, without the mention of whiskey in the title whatsoever. We are out on a field trip today, back at the wonderful King of Cups during um, operational hours that are not uh, illegal at all to be sitting in a bar. We are perfectly doing things legally by the book, by phase four. As always, but not always, as always, Callum O'Donnell is here with me. Woo! That's it. That's I'm here. Say. I'm back. Wow. Definitely double digits now. Yeah. <laughs> Lively indeed. And also with us today, two guests, Danny Janke, who is lead bartender of sorts at this nice little establishment here in Lincoln Park. Say hi, Danny. Hey, guys. Danny. Thanks an- for having me back, Jake. Yeah. Anytime, Danny. Anything for you. And then also the one of the owners of the bar, or the owner of the bar, uh, Taylor Kravitz, is along with us too. How's everybody doing? Yeah. Just pass the mic around a little bit more. Talk directionally into that yeah, one we yeah. can we can take this off just take it out yeah all right, all right. We're, we're, how we're, is everybody doing we're down one mic so uh we're gonna be passing one mic around between danny and taylor but we wanted to come and record a podcast after the bars open back up here in chicago uh as of was that last week everything yeah. first opened back up and you guys opened up on saturday last weekend correct yes uh last saturday was our first day back in operation since march 15th 13th, yeah. 13th. 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 I was here. Yeah. Close. Yeah. So, uh, been I a long. Jake was our last bar guest. Oh, was it really? I think so. You've seemed to do, you've seemed to have done that in a lot of bars, Jake. <laughs> I did. I uh, definitely closed down a few bars. I think it was the last. <laughs> that one March fifteenth, you well, got home a little bit wasted. <laughs> last I was at Beguile to end the night. I was at Fountainhead at some point, yeah. and Delilah's, I believe, too. So, it's a little yeah, tour. We closed early our last day. We closed at. Were you closed on Sunday or Monday? We closed Mondays and Tuesdays. So you're closed. Sunday was your last day open. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So I think it was the last guy here. It was. Uh, <laughs> we had just started our Emerald City pop up. I think we got two days of it, and then, right. uh, then had to close. Now we just get to explain to people why we're a weird Wizard of Oz bar. Makes sense. Well, that day, the, obviously the Saturday before was St. Paddy's Day. So yes. you, you guys had that going for you. There yep. was obviously a little bit of action going on there, but. Um, Sunday Sunday came round and that was it, the end of it all. Yeah, I think uh, around that time we were all kind of expecting it to happen. Uh, I believe they said March 27th yeah. they were closing, so we all we all thought it was a temporary thing. Did you really think it was going to be two weeks? No. Um, when I said goodbye to everybody, I told them I'd see them in June. I, uh, Not far off. Yeah. Um, well, you were right, spot on. Roughly, yeah. Because we were recording uh, on July 2nd, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, I was off by about a week, I think. Yeah, he was one of the one people, one, a couple people that said it was going to last longer than the two weeks that they initially said it was going to last. Right, and I remember Dino kind of saying the same thing that night on Sunday, too, thinking this isn't going to be two weeks. Well, and he was one of the first guys that I heard say that, and I'm like, oh, wait, that makes a lot of sense, uh, building from that, because... How do we really solve anything in two weeks? Yeah. Well, I had just come back from Italy uh, mm. where the outbreak was pretty bad, and I saw what they were doing there, and I knew we were going to follow suit shortly Shortly after. Because you were, Jake, you were uh, at King of Cups when all this started, too, probably a week before shutdown. Yeah. And uh, we were talking about why it was so slow, and I didn't even think it was that serious, serious oh, of a situation. Right. Yeah. And then they shut down the NBA, and I was like, oh, man, like, this is – scary I, I think beginning of march everybody was joking about corona thinking it wasn't a thing it right. was just gonna blow over mid-march i think we we're all starting to take it seriously but I, I don't think we all took it seriously until april 1st rolled around and we still weren't open again 
What were the, uh, for uh, your other bars as well, what were the initial thoughts of like how to basically survive it all? Um, it, at least for me, <coughs> my other bars are larger capacity and more expenses. And uh, I mean, it's been a, I like to say it's one day at a time when <laughs> it comes to this, trying to figure out what kind of money we're going to need to raise, what kind of loans we're going to be able to get, what the city's going to do, what the state's going to do. And it's, it's every single day something changes. Well, yeah. What, how has the city worked with you guys on that? Um, I mean, the, uh, the city's been pretty good to work with. Um, I mean, they've been posting information. I, th I think there's a decent amount of confusion, unfortunately. So you, you'll read one news article saying that these are the rules and laws and another yep. news article saying these are the rules and the laws. You can go to the mayor's website, it'll say something. You go to the, the governor's website, it'll say something. So rather than try to interpret it, at least here, we're just playing it completely safe. If, if we see something's a rule, we're just going with it. We're not going to try to find uh, you know ways around a it. A loophole or anything, or anything like right, that. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's like you guys were saying, for you guys, you just want to stick to the rules that you have seen and keep everybody as safe as possible, right? Yeah, I'd rather have you know 10 people in the bar for the next three months than zero people in the bar for the next three months because I decided to you know, try to push the limits like a lot of places are doing. Uh, we're also we're just playing it as safe across the board as we can be. We're not having any staff come in. We're only doing management here or ownership working. We don't want to put anybody at risk. Mm. What's uh, what was your policy as a you know as a company overall about having your staff being around the bar, like or during the quarantine or trying to keep them on staff or um, letting them know up to date what we're going to do? We were really lucky that we have a very special staff here. Um, Everybody, I think, actually enjoys working here. <laughs> I know I'm the owner, so I think a lot of owners say that. You have to say that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I enjoy drinking here. Uh, I have a lot of money invested here. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> likes yeah. working here. Yeah. Taylor brought me breakfast every morning. <laughs> <laughs> you know, fed me lunch. In bed. Tucked me in. I get paid 100 grand a year. That's before yeah. tips. <laughs> we, uh, you know, and we tried to keep everybody interested in the place. Right. We, uh, yeah. we did free psychic readings uh, over Instagram Live. We, we thought about doing like little Instagram live parties. Um, I think we, we, we all talk to each other about once a week at least throughout oh, yeah. all of this, yeah, if not more. Just, you know, try to keep spirits up. I mean, yeah, go ahead. It, sorry, yeah, it's, it's, it's so crazy. Like w when we first went into it and like Duke said, you know, I, I was here during February and, and we weren't, we, this wasn't even on my radar wasn't even on my radar and then it? all the, the like the whole situation right. and then coming into march all of a sudden people are like holy shit this thing might be a little bit more serious than we thought and then now here oh sorry lads and then now here we are july mm -hmm. 3rd is it no tomorrow's the 3rd july we're, we're 2nd about 30 we're, we're getting close yeah yeah we're close to july 3rd hours away. and we're we're still we're still going through it right so it was it was curious to see how many <laughs> all the different bars that you know all the different bars that um were doing things like whether it was whether it was to go cocktails or whatever but some bars were even doing things like you guys like a little bit more of an experiential thing mm. you're doing uh, psychic readings over instagram so it, it was difficult for for instance at one of my other locations i brought in a big name dj and had him dj from the bar and like we got a lot of interest in it the first week same as we did with the psychic readings here i, I kind of feel like everybody was really gung-ho support your local bars right. don't let them drop and then 
as the months progressed. It's like everything. Momentum just yeah. momentum yeah. will I mean, die. More eventually. people were laid off in that p- time period. People lost their jobs, and it yes. was like I can't like spend thirty dollars on tacos and then tip ten dollars because I want to be nice to you guys as well. Yeah. Working in the service industry during this has been absolutely terrifying. Um, oh yeah. Nobody knows what's going to happen. Whether we're ever going to get back to making the same amount of money. We were, and that goes all the way from you know dishwashers and bar backs, yeah. all the way up to ownership and management. Um, it's well, it's like you said before. Th- we've never seen this kind of, uh, even during prohibition. Oh yeah, yeah but bef- all this kind of stuff, we've never seen a global shutdown of bars. Before we started this conversation, I was talking about even during the Black Death in Europe, yeah. bars stayed open. <laughs> During Prohibition, if anything, there was more bars that appeared, just yeah. not legal bars. <laughs> more of a culture. But 1925, actually, the uh, drink, drinking capacity was going up than it had been before. <laughs> in you look at the, the Spanish flu, bars didn't shut down. Uh, polio, bars didn't shut down. This is the first time in human history where they have had a worldwide public drinking stoppage. So it, it's a whole new world for everybody out here right now trying to figure out what's happening. Yeah. How do you think it's affected patrons that are now coming back to the bar? I've seen people very wary about coming out. Once people come out and they they see their b- favorite bartender and you know they have Danny. yeah, they say honestly people just come for Danny. That's it's it. True. We, Sex we, appeal. We might as well stop serving alcohol and just have Danny speak to people for money. Naked. Uh, <laughs> nobody wants to see that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I've noticed a lot of people have started to ease back into it. Yeah. And once people have come back out, they don't seem to think it's that big of a deal but at the same i i think it's everybody doesn't know what's happening right, right now we don't know if all the dark corona right? is going away if it's going to double down um we're just trying to put on the best face we can and try to keep our customers happy trying and to put on the best mask we can am i right yeah because <laughs> yeah, that's the problem everybody has a different opinion about it right. so um we want to keep the guests safe keep uh everybody working here safe so if one table comes in and they're all loose and then they're walking around without masks on, so we try and keep it to where everybody can be yeah. safe yeah. when they're here at King of Cups. We sanitize everything. We're making sure we're cleaning the dishwasher or the dishes two times before we send them out. Nice. Like just trying to keep everything under control and being as safe as possible. Anything anybody touches whatsoever, whether it's a menu, a doorknob, anything, we're we're sanitizing it. But but the problem is. I, I, you know, I read Dr. Fauci's <laughs> um, news statements every day, and we're hearing maybe you don't need to sanitize right. doorknobs and stuff. We're going to continue to do it, but the lack of information on how this is spreading is just very confusing to everybody. I, I was listening to a two-hour podcast the other day with a doctor from um, Cameron Hospital in L.A., but one of the hospitals out there, and he was laughing at people that wear gloves out in public because he's like, it makes no point. It doesn't defend you from anything. But three months ago, I remember when the video was going around the internet saying you need to bleach your groceries right, and right. your fruits and vegetables need to be put in warm water. Um, I, during the beginning of this, I was taking my clothes off when I got home, putting them in a trash bag, right. and leaving them for three days. Yeah. Because that's what I was told to do. Right. Now I have people at the CDC l- telling me that uh, I don't even need to worry about any of that and wash I mean, your hands for the last mask. for the last month month and a half or so they've 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 definitely said listen we we know that this thing doesn't live on surfaces as we thought originally because right. they're thinking 17 days possibly as long as yeah originally there was a lot of, of things going around but now the biggest thing now is everybody's just talking about the mask like right at the mm-hmm. end of the day it's about what is coming out of your mouth and like if someone is within three feet like five feet yeah. of you 
then they can, or like, you know, if they're close to you and they spend a lot of time with you. And Jake and I, we, we actually spoke about this the other day. There was a great uh, study done by a doctor who had basically talked at a Petri dish for a minute. He'd sung at a Petri dish for a minute. Um, and he'd done, you know, he'd, he'd, I think he he, su- he sang. He sang. He, he like spoke. Spoke. He breathed. Uh, he spoke from a certain distance, I believe. Yeah. yeah, and and he did the two of them. And the one without the mask, the petri dish was just full of like bacteria and, and what whatnot, you know. And the other one with the mask, the difference was humongous, you know. And he's saying like, this is the point. That at the end of the day, it's a bit of cloth, put it on your face, and it will save so much. It will reduce the the infection rate so massively, you know. So we, we believe the masks work and they're important. Um, I, I, I was a little iffy on them. I had my birthday last week and I tried to blow out the candles as a joke with the mask on and I couldn't you even shake mo- your face on fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your mask on fire. That's I, co- I couldn't even move the flames like a millimeter. Right. Uh, the masks really stop everything from coming out. That said, we've, we, we have masks on and we have shields in front of the bartenders yeah. and it, you can't hear bartenders anymore and you yeah. can't read their lips and right. bartenders are having trouble understanding you. We haven't come up with a solution yet on how to fix it, but uh, we're, we're definitely keeping our ears open to see how other you people need, are doing it. You need it. to write on the on the shields, <laughs> yeah, man, with black marker yeah. and then rub it. <laughs> but you no, just like, have to write back to even front. Even last <laughs> night with the bar we were at, uh, their host stand was right underneath the speaker and she's, like, you tell she's getting so frustrated. She's like, yeah. I can't hear you. Uh, you can't hear me. And she like, almost ripped her mask off to like, Talk, ask the question, but at the very last second, she like you know brought her hand back up, and I'm like it's, it's it's tough. It's a whole new struggle for us all to figure out together. But at least you're not the only one doing it. Yeah, you have to be a little little patient, a little more patient with everybody. You know, right. pay attention to what they're saying a little bit more. It's it's hard understanding without seeing their lips loop. Yeah. Too. I also think patience is uh, a huge factor in all this because everybody's confused. <laughs> not not just staff. Yeah. Customers are confused how it's how things are working. Um, we've started taking people's digital temperature. Not everybody is okay with that. Right. Um, Danny's stuck in front of my head without me asking. Yeah, it's. Um, I was very cold. I was very cold. I'm I'm a bit worried. 188. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, healthy. Th- there's a lot of things that people are not used to, you know, yeah. being required to do things in a bar. Yeah. Uh, I think it's only been a week that bars have been reopened again, and people are already starting to pick it up. It's a process, man. Yeah. Uh, in the beginning, you're telling people you got to wear your mask when you walk to the bathroom. Now people are just putting it on as a habit. So I, I think another month of this, everyone will be cooperating, doing everything well. I hope so. I mean, obviously we saw what happened last weekend, certain areas of the city where social distancing and not wearing yeah. masks was Out quite prevalent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, but going back to bars with respect for that, we're all trying to figure this out right now. Like you said, we're, you're getting your new updates from the news. You're not, there's no like your line to call. There's no bat phone to call and yeah, say, exactly. Hey, what's going on? What, what can we do today? It's all changing so rapidly as a patient, as a patron, it's all about patience for the bars to reopen, figure it out together, essentially what we're going to, how we're, how we're going to, th- I think there was definitely something that we we also talked about a little bit earlier was this this originally or initially there was so much support so much local support for these these bars and restaurants especially the smaller ones especially the local ones um and that's great but at the same time you know from a patron side of things because you know we know that we're going to meet i mean even before quarantine you met plenty of our souls right but 
now people are going to start to lose that a little bit. They're going to they're going to struggle sometimes, and I think that it's on us as well. Like as people that are in bars and working with patrons all the time, to just remind them to be like, hey, this guy's new. You need to give him a little bit of time. He's still learning. Or you guys, this is that we're we like as a bar. This is this is totally brand new for us. Like mm -hmm. you need yeah. to understand that we're going through it as well. Like this is a difficult time for us as well. Especially if they're really, like quitting jobs, getting furloughed from jobs, and going to new places too. Exactly. Yeah, the hardest part is one of the best parts of going to a bar is sitting at the bar and talking right. to your bartender. You can't sit at the bar. You can you can have one stool at the bar, but it has to be six feet apart. Yes. If I'm right. Yes. But and from the center of the stool, you can order a drink stool. from the bar, but you have to be seated. Uh, like nobody, nobody knows the laws. I've talked to other bartenders, and they're saying something completely different than me. And I'm like, well, what is it? You know, because right. they're always changing. Everybody's trying to figure it out, and it's kind of like a mystery of what this uh, pandemic disease is. It's so. like it's like you guys were saying at the beginning that when we first came in, when Jake and I first came in for a drink. You guys were saying you're just totally playing it safe, you know. And if this if this place is 50% capacity, you're never going to go over that. Like, and it's and it's and until we start to figure things out, that's it. You know, keeping everybody safe, keeping your staff safe, keeping the patrons safe. Um, and we actually made a decision to not go to 50% capacity and to keep it at 25% capacity, um, just because we feel like that's the best way to spread everybody out as much as possible. We know we're going to take a financial loss, but we would rather. Mm. slowly lose money than have everybody get shut down again and it's like you say you'd rather have 10 people in over th every night over three months than no one exactly yeah? is it can you be at 50 percent or le okay so i've read i've read i've read the yeah i've read the laws so many times that phase, <laughs> phase four in chicago versus illinois is 50 percent capacity but no more than I'm sorry, it's 25% capacity, capacity, no more, no than, more than 50 people. Yeah. Uh, per section of a bar. Per room. Oh now, what God. is defined as a room <laughs> is very iffy. Right. What's a section? What's yeah. a room? Could we hang a curtain and it's like, <laughs> yeah. that's a, a little different little partition, room. if you will. <laughs> oh, I mean, no. Go get some drywall from Home Depot. <laughs> <and just> do <laughs> Danny's, Danny's now a home decorator, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I am seeing bar and restaurant owners doing that, trying to separate rooms. We're not going to do that. I'm What's not the capacity here overall? It's uh, um, around 100. Um but we're, we're not doing more than 12 people right now yeah. inside the bar. We just, we, we'd rather everybody come and have a good cocktail, remember what the place is like, and if it's too crowded for somebody to come in, I like to think our customers understand and they'll, they'll understand and come back. They and we have 11 here right now, so we are safe, <laughs> baby. <laughs> the law. Um, but You're you know, safe. They, they haven't made it clear if staff is included. Mm -hmm. they I was wondering about that. So, yeah. yeah, Jake asked that earlier. Uh, staff can't be included. They, what they really need to do is capacity just capacity of a room. I mean, what, what they they need a daily update on a dedicated website right. that just tells everybody what the rules are. Well, because we they we can control ourselves. Yes. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, I was, I was gonna say all we need is an Instagram model and an Instagram page, and we'll all figure it all together. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> well, we can. Jake, that could be you. You look great in a bikini, Let's, baby. Yo, go pants on. Girl. <laughs> Put all the laws on the back of the side. I'm not trying to be, you know, justify anybody. We'll how's, it work really well. How's your twerking game? Because we've been wanting to throw somebody I haven't in the chair. We're since looking 2008. for some models. Okay. You haven't twerked since then? Yes. Twerking style has changed. <laughs> it's it's changed my, since then. Twerking style has changed. Do you know the date? My third year of university, I think, was the last time I twerked. 
My my favorite twerking memory was uh, the f- <laughs> the first time I was ever on the. Co- <laughs> I'm sorry. I like where this conversation. The first time I was ever on the west coast of California. Welcome on the, the west Cuban coast of the United podcast. States, we were in California. <laughs> yeah. And I'd, it was 2015, and a friend of mine was traveling around the world, and he was like, "Come to come to the west coast of America with me, and we'll do the road, the one from San Francisco down to San Diego, hmm. the coastal road." And we we actually we started off in Long Beach, and we went to Vegas to see what it was like. We were broke, so there was, it wasn't like Vegas, <laughs> Vegas. And then we drove up to San Francisco. The first night we got to San Francisco, we were abs- we were delirious because we'd been driving all day, absolutely shattered. And for some reason, my friend uh, wanted to twerk on the wall um, in the in the hotel room in San Francisco. Super expensive, so we're staying in this cheap hotel. And as he's as he's hands on the deck, feet are on this like door that separated the cup a little cupboard from the 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 room. He's he's going for it, and he's a Scottish guy, so he can't really twerk. His arse was moving in like a sort of like a like a kind of half robotic pattern, and we were like, "You're getting there, I'm you're sorry, getting you there." You say Scottish men can't twerk? Is that no? What we can't. We definitely can. I don't want to. I don't want to prove it to you, but we I, we can. And he's like, kind of just trying to ch- gyrate in his hips a little bit, and then all of a sudden. His foot went through the the door. Oh god! After that day, I was like, "Do you know what? Me and Twerkin were not friends." Nope. So that was 2015. We're, bro- we're breaking up. Yeah, we've broken up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I. And I are still very uh, comfortable with our twerking. Yeah, I don't think I have a favorite twerking story though. There's too many of them. You know? I bet. I can believe that. I bet. Um, Danny's actually he's told me he's only working so for butt implants to be able to twerk Ooh. himself. Congratulations. That That's what I'm going to do. Come and tip your first, local bartender. First 10 grand I get, going right to the butt. Then I don't have to wear, <laughs> I don't have to wear a belt anymore. My dream. <laughs> That's it. It's my Stays dream. up by I don't want to wear a belt anymore. <laughs> Lovely. How have customers been, Danny, though? Uh, they've been great. Everybody's been really nice. Um, we've had mainly regulars come back, and yeah. it makes you feel real special when they're like, oh, we've just been dying to come back. We can't wait. This is the first yeah. bar we came to. To see Paris come down from Edgewater tonight. You oh, know, yeah. It's That's insane. insane. Yeah. I mean, He's he... been in here twice already. Oh, I, I believe that. Yeah, yeah. We, um, our regulars have come back uh, very loyally, and I, I was actually surprised uh, that they would just come out to support us like that. And mm-hmm. Honestly, made me tear up a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, Hold on, guys. Let's not get emotional. Yeah, all right. Come on. <laughs> There's still customers they're, they're here. They're all real respectable <laughs> too. Um, yeah, that's good to hear. Um, they ask us what they need to do to stay safe, and that those are the kind of people we want in here. We don't want the reckless people running around. Right. I haven't genuinely in the center of Chicago. I haven't really seen much of that yet. Obviously, we saw last weekend. We yeah. did see on the news. We see, saw that specific area of Chicago that was a little bit m- more. We, I suppose gung ho. You yeah, could I mean, see the Dunout series and and Lakeview was pr- was definitely the biggest um, black eye, if you will. So to be fair, uh, my my friends who work in that area, yeah, are I saying l- that it's actually mainly suburban individuals coming into Wrigleyville it, mm-hmm. that are, are causing a lot of the problems. Not that it there's any way to me. control so that. Surprise me. My apartment was I live right there, mm-hmm. and the road close sign was right was the driveway was, to my driveway. My apartment was right there. And we would watch cars just go through these road close signs and then be bouncing around at our blocks, like this t- completely. As if the signs didn't exist at all, and going through, and it was definitely like more tourists or not tourists, but suburban people, suburban people coming in through that. But I've definitely seen that myself, like with yeah. the neighborhood thing, where like the, it really feels like neighborhoods are sticking together and neighborhoods are looking out for local bars. Right. But if people coming from outside of those neighborhoods and spots like that. 
Thanks for coming, guys. Uh, <laughs> you hired as a host. <laughs> they left wearing their masks. Yeah. Yes, yeah. excellent. Um, but it really feels like that, that the local, local kind of neighborhoods and stuff like that, they're, they're looking out for their local bars. Yeah. And that's why I'm saying that, and nothing against people coming from out of town, you know, they should be coming in to spend the money damn right. But at the same time, I think where they are, not in the city, in a small... Right. And, and where there's lots of space between people, people haven't really been as worried. They're always with, you know, six feet from someone. You turn up to the city and you think, oh, it's going to be fine. Everyone's going to be just looking for a drink and stuff. Whereas bars are really trying their best to implement. Right. Stay six feet from anyone you don't know that you didn't come with and put your damn mask on. And that goes back to the conversation we started off with is that people just thought you're getting all this information, misinformation, information, right information. You don't even know what you're getting. So certain parts of the state, because Chicago is an anomaly to Illinois when it comes to population yeah. and a contained area, and saying, well, why can't we open up in southern Illinois or western Illinois where we have less population, obviously less spikes of COVID, less deaths as well overall. Yeah. And when Chicago is the main problem of the state, which is totally true, but then our government said, we're going to do a whole lockdown of the state and then enter these phases, you know, what was it, six to eight weeks probably into the whole quarantine yeah. and open up slowly that way. Which We had some of the most strict guidelines when it came to quarantine in the entire country. And we're still on a decrease right now of, uh, of COVID cases. Yeah, it was, it was a big discussion um, about opening and, like, the rules we should follow. And we just want to be safe right. as possible. But how long can you sit? How long can you sit inside? I mean, eventually... <laughs> We can't yeah. wait for this to completely blow over. Right. How long is it going to be? Eventually, you just got to get out of your bubble. It's and I think, yeah. Follow, well, follow I mean, the guidelines and be safe as possible. And like brands like ourselves, we were trying to do as much as we could for you guys, the bartenders. You know, we made those videos yeah. together and, you know, give a little money here and there. But then it's like, we're not selling any product over three months yeah. either. And you can't help each other out. I mean, it was great. When you look at early March, you, you see Jack Daniels yeah. donating, you know, $5 million, all these other liquor brands donating to unemployed bartenders. There's all these, you know, $1,200 stimulus checks. That that was supposed to last, uh, oh, what, three weeks? <laughs> three weeks that was right. supposed to get everybody through? Right. It's been months now. And everybody I know from front of house to back of house is just – on their last legs right now and yeah they want to make money they want to get back to work but everybody's still trying to make sure that this isn't a florida or texas situation mm. where we all get back to work for two weeks we all get off unemployment <laughs> and then bam we're shut down again and completely financially screwed so do you Small think steps, slow, you know is a slow approach the right approach you think I, I i think a slow approach is the only approach we can take yeah. right now I, I don't think a mass opening like they've done in other states is going to work in chicago um, at, at least, in my opinion, Chicago, we're very different than other major cities. Right, right. Uh, we, we can't handle certain things. Um, so I think a, a very slow approach to this rather than a quick opening, quick re-shutdown is what everybody needs. And, you know, I think to your point, Danny, and this is definitely something that we see more, um, see more and more and more across, not just, not just the United States, but especially in places like Asia and South Korea where they, they, they really took it seriously from the get-go they learned how to deal with it and now they're they're learning about this kind of new living that they're doing where they're trying to get the most out of businesses they're trying to get the most out of their commerce and everything but underneath this umbrella of right okay we're trying to protect ourselves as well at the same time and that's something that i think we're going to be moving more towards and you know you mentioned uh texas and and um florida there you know i think that in some ways, in some ways, that's almost serves as an example of mm. what might happen. You know, if we go too quickly, 
uh, and that's super important as well because right now at least Chicago, the wheels are starting to turn, right? The wheels are starting to turn. That's all that really matters. And people are getting back to the jobs. People are getting back to work. As long as we can stay safe, keep people safe, uh, you know, I hope that I hope well, we, we get back to it. We are experiencing the tourism aspect that was happening in Florida and Texas, too. People were flying down there yeah, and the traveling. Yeah, the internal tourism, yeah. Right. Going it's kind of like a, like a test, you know, an allergy test where you mm. see if you're allergic to something, you know, you get a little shot, and <laughs> if it breaks out, then you don't do it. This is, yeah. like, a, this is like an allergy test. Like, this is our test right goes. now. Let's go slow. <laughs> if we get a burn, if we get a burn or a welt, we're fucked. Go back in. Go back in. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Like, it's a, it's a little test. I, I think know? everybody yeah. should agree that you'd rather make 20% of your regular income and then next month make 30%, 40%. Right. And so on, yeah. Continue, then make 80% of your income for one month and then zero percent for the next you know several months yeah uh, if it was done better would you want to see the done out series where we're shutting off streets and opening up the streets for more capacity i would love to see that yeah and that's what chicago needs if it's going to recover it, it needs the city to shut down areas for bars allow more outdoor seating you know ch- change change sorry uh, change the rules up a little bit fault. here well might didn't work <laughs> Um, I can project my voice very loud if you'd like. Sounds uh, sexy. Yeah, there we go. As, close, as long as you're close. Um, the city needs to do something to help us right now, and I think they recognize that. I, I've been in touch with the mayor's office, and mm. I believe she realizes that what's happening right now is not going to work for small businesses. Long and term. Long term, and they're trying to figure out what to do, but the, the answer is not easy. You're trying to eradicate a virus while also keep people in business. It's just impossible to do both. Right. So there, there are going to be mistakes, and it is going to be a growing experience for everybody involved. And at the end of the day, her priority is saving lives. You know, I mean, let's hope not businesses. Uh, yeah, well, let's, that, let's well, hope we so. See. We'll um, see. I, I mean, I've I've spoken to her in person. She seems like an amazing individual. Yeah. Actually, cares about her citizens. I agree. So I, I am hoping that she's able to pull this off. Um, we're just going to have to wait and see. We're going to continue to do everything we can do to stay open and um, stay in business. Is there any talk about doing like satellite locations for like a neighborhood, like an open spot for bars and restaurants to kind of come together? That'd be cool. I haven't heard that. It would be amazing for us. It's unfortunately very illegal yeah, um, exactly. right now. But they're able to suspend laws and create yeah. new laws right now. Well, the, the cocktails to go, that... that that was turned around relatively quickly. Do you know what I mean? Not quickly enough, yeah. we could say. Not but quickly You'd enough. be surprised at how few people are taking advantage of that. Right. You would think cocktails Sup- would go. People would love Supplies it. Supplies are so expensive. We're not really selling them. I, my friends who own bars aren't really selling them. Uh, I think people, when they want to go to a bar, want to go to a bar. Right. I think and, um, they're great with, like, you go out for dinner one night, have a drink or two, and go home. You want to take one home with you. Yeah, not to go yeah. out to the bar to actually pick one up and go. And like, what? It's, it's, there's effort still in there. I mean, people want to go to bars for the atmosphere. It's not necessarily you, the for cocktails. For you. Huh? For you. Stop, oh, booty, baby. Stop. I believe it's the watch Danny <laughs> <laughs> You guys are making me warm inside. Naked. <laughs> yeah, the atmosphere. People want to hang out and socialize. I mean... I'm not going to go to a bar unless I was trying to support a local bar right. and buy a cocktail to go and take it home and drink it at home. I was yeah. to you, one reason I mean, why we were attracted to this bar because it's the only cocktail bar within a mile in our neighborhood. Yeah. It's like the only place, we, I mean, there's one kind of by us over in Lakeview, but not really, and they're trying to figure it out still. But you come down the street and have great cocktails and also be entertained and have a good conversation too. I think it'd be cool if there were, like, public drinking zones like in front of the bar like you can yeah. set up the patios and everything i went out in edison park and it's 
Like they have they have streets closed off in front of the bars because. Sorry, like where's Edison Park? Edison Park's like a north sit north suburb. Uh, north side. Of yeah. No, it's north side of Chicago. It's still okay. Chicago, it? but yeah. Oh. Um, the streets were closed off, and like these these restaurants across the street were kind of like working together. There were picnic benches everywhere. They had bands playing. Nice. It was kind of like a street festival, and all these parking lots were closed off, and it was fun. But that's not that's not an area of Chicago where people are coming from the suburbs to come party and travel, right. and it's not a tourist it's not attraction. Time, yeah. So if you open up one of those popular neighborhoods like Wrigleyville or Wicker Park, then everybody's going to travel there, and it's just going to get flooded. And that's what saying happened, yeah. that's the spread of spread of the COVID. But if you open up so many areas of the city in that way. Who still watch, has a man. watch alarm? <laughs> it's at 12 o'clock. It's my bedtime. Oh. <laughs> um, See ya. It's that Casio as well. That thing doesn't lose a bat. Like, ladies and gentlemen, Danny has a Casio, black Casio watch on. I had, I got one of those when I was 14. Found one in the loft when I was... I think I had that in found, second grade, third found, grade. Found one 10 years later uh, and the battery was still going. The lights still worked. I thought you just wanted work. to be ironic, to be honest with you. I didn't I, know it actually worked. Those things I have are always undefeated. noticed it on your wrist. I've always noticed it. Those things are undefeated. They're undefeated. <laughs> I like that'll that'll survive a nuclear blast. I'm serious. It, it says the date, time. <laughs> I don't have to look at my it phone. It tells ever. the time. Like Danny's ro- Danny's twelve is when I can roaches an alarm. And my damn cat will survive <laughs> the nuclear. Make make meltdown. fun of Danny Day. You have to watch a clip of a Nokia brick phone. It's kind of amazing. <laughs> <laughs> make fun of Danny Day. No, 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 no. Every day, every day is make fun of Danny Day. I get it. Holiday. No, but like it, it, it'd be great if we could incorporate that with the well, make know, fun of Danny Day. That too. <laughs> but with the smaller. Let me submit that to the mayor's office and see if we can get That's this. That's what we just uh, call the rest of the quarantine. Quarantine is just make fun of Danny. <laughs> it's okay. I can take it. I have thick skin. Thick right. skin. So sorry. What, we, if we could incorporate private. what? Well, if we could actually incorporate responsibly and not see what happened on Broadway that first weekend, yeah. where people were just walking down the street buying six packs that may or not been me and Callum doing that um, as well, well joining I, in to the festivities. I th- I think that I think that the um, Taylor, th- thanks for joining us. Taylor, man, yeah. thank you so much. Appreciate it was brilliant. It. Yeah, I'm sorry. I have a uh, dinner waiting on me at home and a fairly new fiance, so mm. I need to get well, to that. But thank you that. so much yeah. for including. Give a this. give a shout out, maybe. A shout out to, uh, to to Amina, Amina, my my lovely fiance who is always nice and would never be mad at me for being late for dinner. Lovely, that was sweet. I'll take that. Well, thanks for that's coming, man. True thank love. You, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Please come back. Well, we'll see you very soon, probably within um, the next four or five days. <laughs> four to five hours. Oh, even better. Even better. <laughs> we'll be back. I think no, that's um. The Lakeview, the Broadway thing was brilliant. I think, but. And we saw it developing as it went on over the weekend. Yeah. But it like in a street like this with lots of different bars and restaurants, it would work well. It just needs to be managed well. Well, I put it this way. The bars uh, next door to here, um, I would say probably a bit over capacity <laughs> based on the noise level coming just out of them. a little bit. So, um, bit. yeah. But it's hard to manage that. What, what do you do as a city when people are trying to get back, trying to get, make money it, and obviously, people want to have fun and yeah. kind of back to a, a life, but you have to understand that it's a huge responsibility on us to end this as a society in a way. Yeah. It can't just be solved by doctors and scientists inside of a lab. It has to be with us being responsible and taking care of ourselves. Well, I, th- I think the tough part is the people that don't care about yes. the COVID and, and don't believe in it. They come in and <laughs> you're like, 
hey, you have to wear your mask when you go to the bathroom. Like, yeah. if you stand up, please. And then they're like, oh, I don't believe in that stuff. And you're like, come on, man. Like, it's not that big of a deal to just throw it's on a, a piece mask. piece of cloth. You know? yeah. Put it on I your mean, face, please. Even if you believe it's fake, you, who does it hurt to throw on a mask? Yeah. You know? Especially just when you're just walking to the bathroom. It's not like you're outside 90-degree weather. You're walking through a restaurant that has a- AC on. Yeah, I mean. Uh, no, my buddy JT over at Serious Table was telling me how uh, the first weekend of the Dinout series that people were yelling at managers about not wearing masks and walking through the restaurant or the bathroom or approaching the servers without wearing a mask, and they're just frantic about it. And that's probably what Taylor was talking about. A lot of those suburban folk coming down to Chicago and not really caring about what the city's enduring versus what's happening out in those areas of of, of Chicago land area. Yeah, I mean it's a, it's just a small thing to do a little extra precaution. Why yeah. not? And I was totally. Oh, I, I was con- I was conflicted. I was confused and not really adhering to the mask thing at the very beginning of it all. I was kind of like, well, uh, what's a mask going to do if its virus is really this deadly? That's kind of what my mindset yeah. was. And I also wasn't going anywhere either. I mean, we were quarantined at home. I think Callum was the only person I saw in probably a month at least, five weeks. He yeah. came over and recorded a couple of podcasts, and, you know, we were all safe, so we didn't feel irresponsible having one person coming into our apartment building um, to record some podcasts. Most of everything else is done online, for sure. So, um, but as this t- time's gone on and you start seeing the numbers and scientists are you know, releasing that data, doing those studies that are very just straightforward yeah. saying like, we can prevent this by 80% if we just wore masks. And I was listening to one doctor on a podcast uh, last week saying how if we as a country would lock down for three to four weeks, everyone yeah. wear masks, social distance, it could potentially erase the disease from the country. Now that that's true, we don't know, but not erase, I think, but reduce based, it massively. Based on yeah. Spain, France, and Italy, what they've yeah. done with their countries and the results from that, and that was the other thing as well. That the, yeah. the only thing, the but only not, real difference between city. Asia and the only real di- like Japan never shut the bars, nothing like that. Yeah, and the only difference, they weren't even socially distanced. They were just wearing not. Masks. It's part not, of the culture. Yeah, if you're, they were just if you're masks. sick in general, they wear masks. Yeah, it's and not I, I think that's going to be a new normal in. Chicago, yeah. you know, and the part of and that was part, part of the why I was so against wearing masks was that you can't when you can't see people's faces, you don't know what their you don't know what their like, identity is, you don't know what their personality is, you can't read an individual at all, and that was a scary part of it to me. Where, but then you see people like are committing crimes and they're not even wearing face masks. You're like, how stupid are you? You could be. It's the easiest time in an environment to ever ever commit a crime. Just put a mask on, and you're actually. Adhering to the uh, social standards when it comes to defeating the disease and you make a crime and get away with it. Yeah. Oh, true. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> guys are getting caught like committing crimes on camera, but they're not even wearing masks. When you could, should be wearing a mask. <laughs> That's <laughs> the irony of it all. That's funny. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it. Like, if the, if that can help us, such a simple task. Yeah. Well, it helps. That, what it's it not it like they're asking us? you to like, it and it, and it do helps. like 15 jumping jacks right. or something. Like what you have to do. <laughs> <laughs> the, the thing is, too, that's like, a struggle for me after quarantine. Once you, uh, yeah, once you sit down, thank you. Are we having a version of the? This is our. Thank you, sir. Is this it's PBR? A, it's a pebrget. A pebrget. <laughs> a pebrget. <laughs> Paps pebrget. And uh, so you just leave that one here, brother. We'll, 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 I'm sure that I'm sure that one. <laughs> I'm sure we'll you, go you straight. You want some or you good? Right, He's a smart one. Griffin's a smart one. Yeah, Griffin's great. So we're having, uh, if you listen to the last podcast, 
we introduce the spaghetti to the rest of the world because we know that our podcast has such a, a vast reach that many of you would not know that the High Life, the Aperol, and the lemon juice have combined to make such a delicious, refreshing cocktail, and it does. But we're doing a little bit of a variation I'm of just, this. I'm We're just amazed. That's good. I'm just amazed at how this how this formed. The story of how it did he tell you about how it came about? What the drink? So last weekend I was at Binnie's buying some um beverages for the weekend. And part of the beverages were uh high life Aperol and a bottle of whiskey, a few other things. And <laughs> as I'm checking out, the guy checking me out says uh clerk goes are you making that high life cocktail with Aperol? And I said, no, but I am now. <laughs> <laughs> and we had a very it's nice in-depth conversation about it. He's like, I had, I've never actually had it, but I've, I've heard people making it before. So I went home and did some research on the whole old Google machine, got some lemon juice, and we made them, and then Calum and I crushed a 12-pack of uh, high life and some Aperol that night. This is Over six hours, right? This is a fancy, fancy shandy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like, it. That's what we were saying. That's my first oh, shandy. Oh, wow. That's I nice. just sipped it. It's so good. It's man. good. It's, good. <laughs> it's really it, good. It doesn't have that like Actually, sugary it taste, taste of, better of a PBR? shandy. Excuse me? <laughs> we didn't even tell them we were some, using some, PBR instead of It's a mortal sin. Pepper Ruggettes. Pepper Ruggettes. That's solid. That's a fancy shandy. Yeah. So I think that, sorry to jump in there, but just as this thought comes to me, you know, we did talk about this on uh, uh, yesterday as well, um, and I think that there's opportunities as well. You know, I think that while the while the mm. it's very easy for us all to get into this rhythm of bitching at each other and and saying people aren't wearing masks, we have to wear masks, uh, we're making less money, etc., etc., etc. You know, I think there's opportunities within this. I think one of the things we talked about the other day that I liked a lot was the QR code. You know how yeah. QR codes are becoming to the f- coming to the fore. This really brings a consumer's. Calvin invented a whole new system of technology yesterday. <laughs> no, I didn't. I just went down a deep path of it's where true. I was thinking about things of trying my best to, to make the best of a bad situation, right? But you know the QR code thing is amazing, and uh, if anyone's interested, listen to a little bit of episode eighty six, and you'll see a little bit more what we were talking about. It's around uh, about twenty eight minutes. So about yeah, between twenty five and thirty five minutes, and and you'll listen to a little bit of it. Um, and then also on the other side of things, I was thinking, you know, maybe there's, is there a way that for bartenders and things like that, is there a way that we can start to incorporate like a, like a headphone thing or like where a bartender talks Mm. you through a menu? Is that possible? You know, where like a bartender Uh. spends, a bartender of a place would spend a minute and a half. You scan the QR code and the bartender literally, you put your headphones in while you're sitting at your table and he talks you through or she talks you through the menu. We were we were talking about that, um, or a YouTube like, video because you know, we of Danny go twerking. we go we go way over the top with ideas. Like whenever we talk about do. stuff at King of Cups, yeah, or you, you take it up to the maximum and, and you bring yeah, it down. and then and then you play devil's advocate on everything. Yeah, you bring it down. So yeah. we were talking about putting QR code next to every single drink, and every single drink you see the drink being made. That's literally we're like, what we were talking about yesterday. That was yeah. the idea we were, we're like, talking about. Yesterday. That might be a little too much. <laughs> I don't think so, man. I don't think so, especially I, if it's ten seconds. I think right now we're a little story. Yeah, you know, we actually brought up your place. Because your menu is so um, extensive, and then you have the ingredients on the menu as well, where you could have a little QR code, and you can just you know hold your thumb over uh, the cocktail and it bring up the ingredients. 
and that way you can it's all interactive that I think there's something be, there man it could be a full video of the bartender making a drink and yeah. talking about that it like <laughs> literally and then, and then but then it could be like hey guys how you doing my name's hi Danny. there welcome, I'm Danny Janky to the king of cups this is my booty like in uh, oh that God, movie waiting Danny like the instructional video like right but but there's also there's so much scope there um so would your menu then become so essentially if king of cups becomes the local cocktail bar in this neighborhood would then king of cups become the advertising board for for companies like us where we're like do you know what actually i yeah. love king of cups and i know that they're having a lot of people come in there and let's say that i'm let's say that i rep a, a brand this that's a little bit more brought forward. to you by king of so cups like our, our <laughs> starward cocktail jake would make it yeah, or yeah. Or, like yeah. that would be awesome. But then, but then there's also there's also the fact there's also the fact that yeah you've got that right. But then what if, what if someone comes in here by their by their by the, on this on their own or say someone goes to the bathroom and it's just the two of them and someone's scrolling through the menu. Say they want to learn more about it. Mm. Like they have you making the cocktail, but they have Jake explaining. They're just like, would you like to know more? Let's like, go over to our national brand ambassador of Starward Whiskey. This is Jake Huckey. I'm just Chicago. And this is New uh, York, New York. Start spreading. Don't down. <laughs> I just travel nationally. You ever, uh, Starship Troopers, one of my favorite movies. Oh, you know, amazing. like you click. Would you like to know more? Would you <laughs> yeah. like to know more? <laughs> I love Starship Troopers, classic. Yeah, I love it. Didn't we you, didn't we you just watch it? Yeah, we talked about it the other day. It's so crap that it's fantastic. I think I've seen that movie over a hundred times. I want to do a Starship Troopers pop pop up bar. That oh man, it's such you, a good film. You were talking about your um the Patriot movie. Oh, Starship yes. Troopers what? is my Patriot. That guy, the main character, he's like too good looking to be an actor. He kind of looks like you, Jake. Johnny Rico? Johnny Rico. Johnny Rico. What's the le- the girl's come, name? Come with me. No, that's Terminator. The actress name. Okay, the actress's name. Uh Dark like Neil, Cameron, no, Neil Patrick Cameron. Harris. No, no, Neil Patrick Harris. Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> is he's in it. he's amazing though. No, the girl with the perfectly sloped nose. Mm. Yeah. Oh, she God. was in Wild Things. Oh, yeah, that's right. Wild Things. You made my heart sing. Uh, I, I was going to sing, but I didn't want to ruin Denise that. something. Not Nev Campbell. That's the other. Richard. Denise, Denise Richards. There we go. Griffin, you're that hired. Griffin for the win. <laughs> <laughs> Get over Denise here. Denise Richards, she's, yeah, she's amazing in that. There we can. Griffin, come over. Come over here, Griffin. You, yeah. Did you not hear Griffin, me just say? Griffin's hired? from Tennessee. He he oh, moved here. Nice. He moved here, uh, r- like two days before the pandemic. What? Wow. What so he's been he's been in quarantine. Griffin, what brought you to Chicago? Just a change, you know. Had to get out of Tennessee. Where was it in Tennessee? <laughs> Upper East Tennessee. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I only I only know Memphis. Okay, okay. Only no w- Memphis. <laughs> want to say on a good day you could get to where I'm from on like a seven hour drive. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I you know Tennessee's real Tennessee. long. Yeah, it is. Right at the little point. That's where I was. Oh wow. Yeah. Were so you tending like bar there as mountains. well? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I helped open up a speakeasy, little college town. Oh, but nice. Yeah. Yeah. Which, it was a cool spot. Which town? I'm sorry. Which town? Johnson City. Okay. You know the song Wagon Wheel? Old Crow Medicine Show. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's we have a little like, blip in there. <laughs> yes, that's it. Yeah, Darius Rucker covers it. What was it like moving to a new city right before the quarantine? Well, you know, funny story. So I actually came uh, for the first time ever. I want to say about a month before I moved here, okay. and then immediately fell in love, got off the plane, and signed a lease. It amazing, happens, right? amazing, amazing city. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. So cool. Stole my heart. Love it. Yeah. The one time I was leaving. I was living in Chicago for like two years, and then I was kind of on the road for work and not living anywhere. 
and I was here for business and I came I was going to the airport and I felt so sad going to the airport like traveling to another city and I'm like I just need to come back here and move here which I ended up doing I mean for me steals your heart for me I'm I'm very lucky in the sense that being a European like and especially being from Scotland oh I have a good story for you Sorry. <laughs> I was like, I thought you were going to be like, oh, you're European? I was going to be like, oh, kind for of. fuck's sake. Um, yes. <laughs> One of my friends said, wow, your friend speaks really good English from, from being from Scotland. Oh, wow. Is that like an insult right there? No, I mean, I, to be honest, they to be honest, really I get it a lot. I get it a lot in the apparently. United States. Oh, that's They're the like, pointless. where did, what did yeah, they speak so where so you're bad. from? <laughs> I'm like, English? They're like, wow, is your, no, your accent's no kind one of funny. Yeah, no one knows that Scotland's a part of Britain, apparently. So... Uh, one of one of my one of the greatest things that my parents definitely instilled in me when I was younger was the ability to like they were like look you 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 live in Europe you can go and live in any culture you want as long as it's in the EU right so I lived in Spain Luxembourg I, baby <laughs> I lived in Spain in Madrid I lived in France uh, obviously I, anyone that's listened to the podcast will know I lived in the Caribbean for a couple of years California now Chicago right and there is no city on the planet that I've ever been in that's like this one. Um, I, I've spent a lot of time in New York with work and stuff, and it's incredible and it's fair. And I understand why it's so famous. It doesn't sleep, but Chicago is like New York, but down a couple of pegs, and everybody's that little bit nicer. Mm-hmm. And there's something really special about this city in the sense that in 15 minutes you can be in any. And I'm sorry, I'm going to have to use this word, but you mean any vibe that you want to be in. Like you can be in downtown, you can be with the rich dudes in the suits and the and the steakhouses and all that kind of stuff. It's usually where I am. And then, <laughs> yes, we know that. Not. And then you can also be in 15 minutes. You can also be in a dive bar on the outskirts of the city with like some real locals, real neighborhood spot where it's four dollars a beer. You know, um, and it. I think that it, I was the same as you, Griffin. I, I was here the first time in September 2018. And one of my favorite films is uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, right? <laughs> and from the moment I stepped into the city... We're going to Ferris Bueller as soon as the Cubs... Uh, we can go to a stadium again. Uh, as that, soon was, as that was filmed in my my suburb where oh. I grew up. No way. I went to Glenbrook South. It was filmed at Glenbrook North. I went to summer school at Glenbrook North. Oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> and That's I where all those great 80s movies were filmed. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Breakfast Club and everything. Home Alone was actually filmed in there. Oh, no Wasn't way. Wasn't filmed in Evanston? No, their their gym was the gym. They turned it into their house. Oh. I don't know. It's a long story. I was really? watching that new Netflix documentary during quarantine huh. about famous movies that almost didn't happen. Because the house is actually in Evanston. Yeah, yeah, it's, the exterior it's, of the house. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, Glenview is right next to Evanston. True. Good point. Yeah. Well, I, anyway, I, 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 you know, I, I fell in love with it immediately as soon as I got here, September 2018. I was here with my parents and the. You know, we Where's the, the parade, baby? <laughs> the Can ma- you see Colum up on the on oh, the float yes. dancing, singing? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Donkey Shane. <laughs> um, <laughs> last last night we were at a bar with uh, for my wife's birthday, and we look over, and all of a sudden it's just five uh, married women and Callum at a table, and just schmoozing all of them. If my girlfriends listen to this podcast, I was literally just chatting to them. Okay, I wasn't doing anything. I was just telling them. Our producer and I looked over at the, and like, of course, this is happening right now. <laughs> well, you gotta check out check out the other bar when the karaoke swings up. Brando's. Mm. Oh man, we gotta go. We gotta take him over. 
Try our Star Wars. I was gonna hear. I, I hear they've got a really sick cocktail on the menu. Sunset Skyline, our new classic. The Sunset Skyline. Uh, Sunset Skyline. But Griffin, that's amazing, man. So you, you've really enjoyed Chicago. You've really taken to it. Oh yeah, uh, definitely. Apart from obviously the quarantine thing. What part of town are you in? I'm in Lakeview. Oh nice. Yeah, Whoa, I'm like directly nice, between nice. Uh, Boys Town and Wrigley. Brilliant. So I'm near that's everything. Right where I am as well. Yeah, I'm on Clark Hall. Well, I probably shouldn't say my. Uh, I'm not gonna say my address. Though. <laughs> <laughs> well, besides, no one would be able to find it anyway. Yeah, Come on, yeah. let's be honest. Yeah, it's true. It's a little weird. Jake will have too many fans out there. <laughs> I gave my address away one time on the podcast. So, um, for the stalkers out there listening, you can if you All if you troll fifteen through. minutes of podcast number four <laughs> <laughs> directly off the Sheridan. Actually, stop. it was no. about a, it was it was literally almost a year ago on Fourth uh, of July. We recorded a podcast, and I was already drunk at like ten thirty in the morning, and gave my address out. Talking about the Fourth of July, so Griffin, your it's your first Fourth of July in Chicago. What's the plan, man? Are you going to be here? Actually, I think we're closed. Aren't we for Fourth of July? Yes. Are we open now? We're closed. You're, you're open yeah. now. Danny's looking at me, so we're open now. <laughs> yeah. Danny's like, Danny's like, I'll see you, baby. <laughs> Sunset what you, skyline. What do you think, Jake? It's a secret training ship <laughs> just for Griffin. Exactly. Well, it, and there probably is not hesitancy about being yeah. open now because the commission is supposedly walking around and doing checks on the spot. So you don't want to do anything wrong on one of the craziest drinking days of, this, of the year. Yeah, but this weekend, I don't think – like. The to-go cocktails, I, I don't, I don't know the laws of them yet. Hmm. You know, it has to be in a sealed container. Can't be plastic. Can you, can you reseal it? Can you, like, we just don't know, and it's not worth like playing around. Right. Playing S- around smart with, move. You know. Do you, uh, we can, we can do beers. I think to go beers and wine bottles. Yeah, right. As well. see, technically, as a market, you can do, yeah, whatever you. We really just don't have proper containers right now for to-go cocktails because I don't know what the rules are. Well, it's also hard to get them too. Supplies. Yeah are very uh kind of out of stock i g- i have i have like need, a ton need, of if you need help i can always help out with that too we ordered some to-go cocktail bottles well we could do something like the sunset skyline to go <laughs> I mean, I can sunset skyline that's a beautiful name for a cocktail i can get you labels skyline. and uh bottles and whenever you need them sunset skyline yeah sunset skyline that's our modern classic me and jake came up with it looks very nice. I had nothing to do with it. No, you did. <laughs> I did? Yeah. What did I do? Starward and... I provided m- the whiskey. That's all I did. No, we talked about what, what we were going to do with the cocktail and oh. how we wanted it stirred. And I love how you do that, Danny. Danny's do like different. shirking the blame of his brilliant cocktails on everyone else. So I didn't <laughs> like, invent this. I didn't do anything with <laughs> I didn't this. do any. I didn't, I didn't invent this. It was Jake. I, <laughs> li- I literally walked in Jake's gonna have Jake's going to have the disco dance to Sunset Skyline. It's going to be down the commercials. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Super Bowl. Twerking. Super Bowl commercials. We've talked a lot about dancing on this one. I don't know what's going on with us. It's midnight, so that's probably why. So, sorry, Griffin, to come yes. back to you. Yes, yes. What are your plans for the 4th? Plans for the 4th. Honestly, I don't really have any. Part of me kind of just wants to go get some brunch and just kind of wobble around the city, see and what happens. You, I mean, uh, even though it's been in quarantine, is, uh, has it have there been aspects of Chicago that you've liked? Oh, definitely. I mean, honestly, it was kind of... Um, surreal i guess you know when me and my dad pulled up in the u-haul and then we were moving up on the fourth story with no elevator oh god you know yeah it was yeah we've all been there yeah (laughs) i do not was there do not get less i need an elevator yeah don't tell him how i punish you if you're (laughs) bad at work (laughs) 
us for after hours. <laughs> I think we're in after hours. We're, yeah, this is definitely after hours, Griffin. Yeah. Take it away. This is uh, COVID after hours, <laughs> midnight. But yeah, so we like kind of moved in, and then one of my dad pieced out uh, two days later. You know, it was just kind of like, well, it's me <laughs> in the city, and I do not know a single person. Wow. So yeah, I went, and I was like, feeling. I've been there before. Yeah. yeah, it was a little bit wild. And uh, I mean, I had my buddy Caroline, but she was just kind of doing her own thing because she had her friend group Caroline. already. Caroline. Sweet Caroline. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> two different songs. <laughs> so I was like, I you know, you got to find your own thing. <laughs> There's Tennessee versus Chicago, right? There right, you go. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Scotland versus yeah, Tennessee. Sorry, yeah. But I was like, you know, I'm just going to walk to Target. That's going to be my first. Yeah. It was mission. like maybe like, yeah, my first mission. Right. And I did it and I came back and it was just like kind of that relief of like no one was on the street. <laughs> it was really eerie. But like I did it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this is now my home. It was cool. Notice yeah. all the beautiful homes and the architecture and stuff. It was awesome. I remember the the first um, when I first got to the Dominican, I didn't know a single soul. And um, my I, when I got there, I, I looked out on the street from my hotel window and I could see down one of the biggest streets in the Dominican and there was not a soul walking on the street. And I was like, what the fuck is going on here? You know, I was like, why, why isn't anyone walking anywhere? COVID. It's, it's so bizarre, man. Looking down Lincoln Avenue, even in like Wicker Park driving home, yeah. nobody on the street, everything's shut down. I was driving home from my friend's house the other day and I was like, Oh, I want to stop and get some McDonald's, you know, because it's like one thirty-two in the morning. <laughs> Nothing open. Yeah. I'm like, ah. Well, this was this was a bit different in the sense it wasn't during COVID, right? It was back in 2016, and and I was looking down, and I remember I was like, do you know what? I'm gonna walk somewhere to try and get to know the city a little bit, and I walked to this shopping center or shopping mall, as you guys would say, uh, about a mile up the road, and I had a nice white shirt on, my jeans and stuff. And this was like my first experience of living in a city where I knew literally no one. Walked probably a mile up the road and I soon learned why no one was walking on the street. It was 33 degrees Celsius, which is like 95, 96 Fahrenheit, but the humidity was at like 95%. <laughs> and I got to the mall and everybody, as soon as I walked in the front door, there was like a food court right there. Everybody knew that I was obviously not from there because they were like, oh, this guy's walked. I was drenched. I looked like I just jumped in the pool. Do you know what I mean? You very get dif- very welcome. different reasoning for COVID. You, COVID. you get yeah. you get wet sitting there. Oh right. man, it's unbelievable. The heat Ooh. is unbelievable. This has been an unnaturally hot summer too. For oh beginning. man, I, I didn't realize. I was saying this to Jake the other day. I, I didn't realize Chicago got this hot. Oh yeah. I don't it's know if it's good early, for the bars or bad. Like well, with the outdoor spots. I mean, the, the sun is great. People want to sit in the sun. But the level of heat that's on right now, I think a lot of people are staying in their houses. You know, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. Once once the sun goes down, yeah, like, oh. temperatures. That's what. That's why it you always got to dress in layers. Like right. bring a sweatshirt with you because it'll be ninety five degrees, but then it drops down to like seventy at night. Yeah. And with wind chill by the lake. I love it. I think I the tables it. are speaking for themselves that all the patios are still full every single night. Yeah, I mean, we, I went for lunch yesterday with a really good friend of mine, Megan, and she. What up, we, Megan? What up, Megan? Oh, hey, Megan. Where she's going to be there for the Centennial. The Centennial episode. We're approaching a hundred episodes. Thirteen episodes away. Um, she she was she was. I was like, to her, why don't we go and grab a pizza or something along Division? And I really wanted to go to like a smaller local spot. Lights out. On Division Street, and I really wanted to go to a, a local spot along there. And every place at, from one until nine o'clock at night rammed 
Wednesday. And it's just because they've got they've got a patio that's half the capacity of the, what they usually have. She can't get a table. So we got a, we finally got a table at Parlour, thank God. And uh but the place was mobbed. It was like it was like a it was like two o'clock, two thirty on a Wednesday, and the you know, there was barely a spare spot in the house. I was wow. I think I think a lot of people are still working from home. Yeah. So oh yeah. Yeah, it's time they, to rock they, and roll. They're still working from home. They've yeah. they've made money. You know, Aye, they're they, ready. They're ready to go out. They're still going. Like, so. No, definitely. It's that aspect of like just kind of get a little stir crazy, and more than you go, well, have your summer back, whatever you can. I think people just go out as well for something to do. Eh? Right. Like especially at the moment. So. Um. But Parlo Parlo was really impressive, and we talked a little bit about it yesterday in the sense that you know, seeing the kind of new evolution of the waiter and the waitress mm. from from now they don't have to give you any menus. You know, there's there's service is, is like so much more important now because people are wary about someone coming over, talking to you too much, like yeah. being too close to you, all that kind of stuff. And they were amazing. Part of was I mean, absolutely like last incredible. Last night at Fountainhead, our service was fantastic. Oh, Fountainhead is, but Fountainhead is is, is its own. Yeah, but they it's it's they're hiring league. new staff because people didn't come back or people are looking people for new looking jobs. For jobs yeah. So I think everybody's excited to go out. I mean, I saw a couple four tops like throughout the week. They're hanging out like two couples. They don't even let each other stop. You know, they just <laughs> keep talking. You know, because they're so used to not talking to anybody. They're so excited to get out there and socialize. It, it's and cool though. It's I mean, last night oh, I felt great. like I Everybody's felt like I was happy. back. I felt right. like we last were all night, back. Yeah, you know, it was incredible. And and the guy that runs Fountainhead, Bob, he's incredible as well. You know, so we were super lucky to have someone like that, like looking after us. And the muscles. Oh mm. my god! You were drinking that broth. I actually slurped that bowl. You would not. Oh, I thought you were talking about my muscles. Oh, oh. my muscles. Okay, guys, thank you. Well, this thank was you. Um, a great podcast. <laughs> But yeah, you're right, man. People are excited to go out, and that's cool. That's cool. What are you looking forward to? Well, what are you hoping for from patrons in the next couple of weeks when they're coming back to the bars even more? It, it takes a lot um, more respect to go out. Right. Um, it's a great way of saying it's it. Not, it's not respect just to the establishment. It's respect to the people around you. Okay. So um, everybody's taking a risk that's going out. Um, we don't know what's going on, like we talked about. Yeah. All night, pretty much, but just follow the rules. Um, throw your mask on if you're going to the bathroom because it's mm. not that big of a deal. No. Bring a mask out. Um, if you're a bar owner, uh, put some masks behind the bar. So yeah. if somebody Great comes point. in, be like, hey, guys, it's not that big of a deal. Just yeah. You can sit down without a mask, talk with your friends and stuff, but if you're walking around other people or you're getting within a certain distance just for their safety and everybody's safety, please just throw this mask on. I think it's yeah. a good way of putting it. I mean, respect's the word, isn't yeah. it? respect is definitely... What about you, Griff? Because what are you looking for? You know, honestly, just probably not respect from uh, patrons as well. <laughs> honestly, just, just like, not respect. No, just, <laughs> <laughs> no, just uh, patrons be respectful to service staff as well. Yeah. I think yeah. above everything. Yeah. Because, um, you know, I mean, we see how many faces every single day, mm -hmm. you know, so... Well, it's something I mean I've had I've had guests come in like oh yeah we don't believe in this stuff whatever <laughs> talking you know and you're like yeah I mean I, I always try and agree or kind of st stay in the middle with guests it doesn't matter yeah. I don't pick a side appreciate that and guys thanks for all this hang out here tonight thanks for having me back on Jake yeah for uh, Taylor fun. Danny and Griffin um, everybody here at King of Cups which is a great lo local establishment here in Lincoln Park come support them have a cocktail or three
our modern classic, which Skyline, is Sunset, Sunset Skyline, 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 Sunset Skyline, featuring try mine and mine and Star Jake's Wars twofold. Uh, modern classic that we're trying to create, but uh, um, is that Brando's Speakeasy, Sunset Skyline, available Star Wars on Monday. Should be Monday. Available Monday, Monday. July fifth. No, seventh, sixth, sixth, Well, appreciate that. Um, we're gonna wrap up here for our latest podcast we ever recorded. At one o'clock in the morning. What? I don't think you can call something a modern classic if it's not a classic. Can you call something a modern classic if it's not a classic yet? Yeah. Because it, it's a new I modern. modern it's a new modern. Only, romance. only, only us three have had the cocktail so far. And four. We've had four people have had it. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. So. I yeah. It was. It was our sunset skyline. I told people about it. I, I'm sure other people have have tried it because you. Ladies and gentlemen, get your okay. Last time yeah. Support me in having a job. And more importantly, <laughs> more importantly, it has um, Starward whiskey and Starward Shiraz bitters. Australian Shiraz. Australian Shiraz. Australian wine. It's only called Shiraz in Australia. <laughs> it's Syrah. It's around. It's only. Sh- okay. Cheers. Cheers. Have have a spaghetti. <laughs> Stop talking. Good night.